Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Frenzy Podcast Sold Out. Eloso is not with us this week, so I will be acting as your lead host, Blackbeard the Encyclopedia. And with me tonight, from the Church of the Squared Circle, the Reverend Jason Todd. Uh, Brother Encyclopedia, it's always good to talk to you guys. 21 years ago today, the debut of Ring of Honor took place. And in the main event of the match, low-key beat Christopher Daniels and Brian Danielson in a triple threat. History for you. Thank you, Reverend. And from the lightness, we go into the dark with the devil's advocate, Robert Faint. Well, today in 1999, I usually do uh, deaths or uh, debuts. And today I want to talk a little bit about someone uh, who is infamous in the world of wrestling. uh, Richard Wilson, otherwise known as the Renegade. If you don't know who the Renegade is, uh, a quick history. Uh, Hulk Hogan brought into WCW, uh, was feuding with Ric Flair and Vader, and he he kept hyping this ultimate surprise. And everybody was like, ooh, it's going to be the ultimate warrior. And then some guy came out that was 5'10", 250 pounds, dressed like the warrior, tried to act like the warrior, but didn't look anything like the warrior. And they really put a rocket under his butt. Uh, He beat Arn Anderson for the WCW TV title and also beat Paul Orndorff a couple of times. Um, and then right after that, he lost the title to Diamond Dallas Page, and that was the end of his push. He would push down the card, um, and then he became as we what we affectionately call a jobber. And uh, unfortunately for his story, it didn't end well. Um, the loss of his job and uh, some other personal issues led to his untimely death in 1999. Um, He was only 33. So it's a sad story. Um, From what I understand, he was a pretty nice guy. People liked him, but just he was not set for the role and he could not handle the rejection. So we celebrate you, Renegade. Poor angle, but good guy. All right. Thank you for sharing that, Rob. And gentlemen, after this weekend's elimination chamber, it appears the bloodline is on cardiac arrest. So let's get into it. Uh, Elimination chamber this past weekend. Uh, First off, I hope nobody bet big money on this one uh, because we all finished with a three and two record on this show. Good job, guys. But uh, it was a very interesting show, uh, to say the least. And let's do a roundtable with Devil's Advocate if you want to go first. Give us your thoughts about the premium live event this past weekend. So first match, um, the Judgment Day against Edge and Beth Phoenix. I don't know, Beth Phoenix, a couple of botches early in the match. Um, Honestly, I'm still trying to figure out what they're doing with this whole Edge thing. Um, I would have thought this feud would have been over, but again, it's still going on. So um, there's that. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Brett and Brock Lesnar, um, you know, it started off fun, and then I don't know. They figured they had to end it, you know, with a low blow, which I didn't really kind of get. 
But again, the feud must continue. So I guess we're getting into the match that unless I heard there's a rumor that it's going to be almost and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which I'm like, oh, yuck. Don't do that to Brock. Um, the ladies elimination chamber match was fine. I mean, we all knew Asuka was going to win. So like it was just kind of waiting for that to happen. Um, the United States match uh, I thought was good. Had some good spots. I think uh, Gargano and and uh, Bronson Reed kind of raised their stock a little bit during those matches. You know, got a little bit of a a, a rub. So I and well, again, we all picked Theory to win. I don't think that was a surprise. Um, and the Roman Reigns Sami Zayn match. I don't know. For all the hype, to me, it wasn't the the greatest match. Uh, again, I I don't think anybody really thought Sami was going to win. So there's always that. Feeling like you're like, well, you know, they're going through the motions. You know, Sammy's going to, they're going to do this, that, and the other thing, but Sammy's not going to win. Um, it was good. I don't know. I, when I was watching it, I was a little disappointed. I thought it might have been a little better. I don't know. Just something about it to me wasn't, there, there was miss, something missing, and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it was. Um, but overall, it, it was a decent card. I mean, the, I guess the match of the night for me was the uh, United States. Elimination Chamber match. I could have passed on the Lesnar or the Edge and the ladies match pretty much. Um, but it was, you know, middle of the road for me. What do you think, Reverend? So I came home in time for the main event and was in time for Sami Zayn's entrance. And I got to tell you, um, I thought it was a good match. I, I just don't think they did anything extra over the top. I think it was just a solid match with in the right place at the right time. You know, we, we talked about this and Sammy in Montreal, that was kind of all they needed to make it look bigger than life on TV and sound bigger than life. I, I liked the stuff Roman Reigns was doing. I liked him kind of going at the crowd a bit. Get, like they were getting into his head. I like that. Um, I, I was a little... I guess the 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 Jey Uso tease kind of... It didn't fall flat for me. I liked it, but I kind of wish he had done something. You know, and, and maybe it's that they were supposed to tease something could happen, but it didn't. Maybe on the next SmackDown they'll follow up on that or something. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I thought overall that was good. Then I went back and watched the rest of the show. I liked the women's match. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I don't like, you know, yeah. Asuka was clearly going to win this thing. But I thought they executed well. I like Liv Morgan more and more as she goes on. I just think she's getting better at what she does. And she seems to be embracing whatever that character is, uh, persona is in the ring. And people in attendance seem to react to her, which is cool, too. Um, I didn't watch the mixed tag match, so I was saved. Uh, and I actually, I didn't watch it once I found out who won, because I just didn't see the point. And 
Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley was cool. I guess Bobby Lashley is going to be the guy to feud with Bray Wyatt next. Um, according to some of those, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, it was good. But, yeah, the, the men's chamber match clearly stood out above everything. And, yeah, everyone looked good in it. And I was glad to see that. I thought they started off with the two right guys, uh, Rollins and Gargano. They could go. I I think, again, a lot of that falls on that crowd in Montreal, though. They were just really into it, and that helps. That helps the show. That helps get a guy like Bronson Reed over, who had, was getting no reactions up until then. So hopefully that momentum carries through the next few weeks. But yeah, I thought it was a good show. I would say uh, pretty good to pretty damn good in that range. Is your congregation going to be okay with that language? They know what they signed up for. <laughs> All right, so I... I I enjoyed the show. I I kind of feel opposite, Rob. I did feel like there was something special in the air with that crowd specifically. I did have issue. Um, it's going to come across as sexist, but honestly, I think it's an honest assessment here. I think Beth Phoenix blew it in the mixed tag. Edge was pinned by Finn Balor. Totally botched that one up. I, she had a botch in the beginning too. She totally missed the spot in the beginning of the match too. Like she was off. I, that I, I I'll take your word for it. I don't remember specifically remember the spot. Uh, I wanted to pick Edge and Beth Phoenix more out of figuring it was in Canada. They were going to book it that way, and I went with you guys for Judgment Day. So I just semi kicking myself for that. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, complete waste of time in my opinion. Uh, what was the point? Do you hype this thing up? This is was supposed to be the rubber match and we get a bullshit ending. And if they're not intending to rematch this at WrestleMania, I don't see what the point was. Um, Rob brought up the Brock Lesnar almost possibility, almost challenged Brock Lesnar on Raw a few nights later. Honestly, I don't think anybody wants to see that shit. And maybe that's where this ridiculous rumor that we might be talking about in a few minutes about changes to creative. Um, Maybe that's where that came from because it stinks of that this individual, but we'll get to that. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt might be interesting. It might be different, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see Brock going for that. And I don't think anyone wants to see Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt. So um, having Bray Wyatt come out and challenge the winner of that match on SmackDown, I thought was definitely interesting and different on the women's match. Yeah. We all knew Oscar was going to win. I'm specifically calling out Carmella though. There were two spots in that match where she saved somebody from an elimination, and I don't fucking understand it. Natalia had the sharpshooter on somebody, and Carmella kicks Natalia, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Raquel had the Tejada bomb. She had Asuka up for the Tejada bomb, Tejada bomb, whatever it is. And she and Carmella clips her knee out. And I'm like, Whoa, hold on a second. Oscar the one's destroying everybody. Why the fuck would you save her? If anybody came out looking like a complete jackass, it was Mrs. Graves, Carmella. Dumbass of the night award for her. The men's oh, US Marianne. title match. Huh? For marrying him. 
I, I look. I, I don't have a problem with that. That's between the two of them. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I just think she 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 came across as looking really stupid. If you were really really analyzing this thing, I mean, it's it's a show. I get it. Yeah, the U.S. title match was pretty good. Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano had some clever spots. Um, the crowd went crazy for that Montez Ford Spider-Man stunt. I, it reminded me a little bit of the uh, the tag team that we had. The uh, two guys. Um, somebody help me here. The two Mexican guys a couple of years ago with the masks. Uh, Lince Dorado and... Oh. And uh, um, Kalista was. It wasn't Kalisto though. It was the third guy. Um, uh, the Lucha House Party. party. Lucha House Party. Yeah. Yeah. They did a similar spot in the Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia. I think Morrison did a similar spot um, once. Too. And Morrison's done it too. So when the crowd was going crazy, I was like, "Come on, guys! This isn't a, this isn't anything that shocking or that innovative. It's been done before." Um, I thought that match was going to be the one where Montez Ford was really going to stand out, and I feel like he kind of fell in the middle. I agree Gargano and Bronson Reed ended up looking strong. Uh, the Reigns-Zane match, I thought, was the match of the night for me. I was curious how they were going to get it to end. Um, I really got into it with the crowd thinking, hey, maybe Sammy's going to pull this off. Uh, I mean, I knew deep down it probably wasn't going to happen. The biggest problem I had with the booking was actually after the match when KO finally did his running because I was like, why would you wait this long? Now he did come out on Raw and explain why he did it, why he waited so long. So I was like, all right, they, at least they covered that gap. But it just seemed like the right opportunity to maybe, you know, pull an audible, go in a different direction because the crowd was completely behind it. The crowd is behind Sami Zayn. Um, I think it's questionable as to who's moreover if it's Sammy or Cody right now. But I think you could even if you get even if you had a win in Montreal and he drops it back to Rome in a week later, at least you know, it would throw things off a little bit. If you didn't if the big moment you're going for is Cody, you know, one of wrestling a member of one of wrestling's royal family against Roman Reigns, a member of another wrestling royalty family so to speak if that was the moment you were going for you should have never booked the sammy roman match they booked themselves into a corner and i still don't like this possibility that it's just gonna end up being a tag team title win for him mm -hmm. i think i think it makes him look stupid you gotta chop the snake's head off and that's roman reigns i i wonder about that and and i wonder about that for a couple of reasons one if you if that title gets dropped anytime before WrestleMania, the value of losing the title at WrestleMania is thrown in the, thrown out the window. That's true. Um, Agreed. But the other thing is, Sami Zayn is like Mick Foley over. He doesn't have to win the title. He just has to be a foil to the guy with the title. But when did Foley? I, and when when said, did Foley become what, a big main event star? Though it was when they finally put the belt on him. Yeah, but he, in this case, it's not as necessary for him to have that belt because he was already, let's face it, for most of last year, Sami Zayn was the most over in company. So it's not a problem with that. I mean, they were moving his merchandise with no problem. People would show up to watch him. It's so he didn't need the title and he doesn't need the title now. He, having the mm. title would be nice. 
and being in the title picture would be good because it keeps him in a main event level. But does he need it right now? Uh, heck, I think using him in a way, maybe he's maybe you know because let's face it, Cody's eventually going to turn heel because that's his. He's a natural heel. Um, maybe that's when you do something with Sami Zayn and that title, but keep him up there for now. I think he's perfect as a foil to the bloodline. It's, I uh, totally disagree. I think if you have Sammy beat Cody down the line, who cares? It's not about who cares now. I mean, who cares if he's, if he's booked well and he's still up in that level, then it's, it's important because he wins the title. How do you but book him better? Not about beating. I mean, just right now, that story, now you're going to find out whether or not Roman Reigns or whether or not the bloodline needs that title to be a relevant act. If if it has to have the title involved to be a relevant act, then everything will fall flat. I think they're gambling that, you know what? At the end of the day, Roman Cody's going to have the title. He's going to be our top face. Um, Roman Reigns is still going to be one of our top acts. Bloodline is still going to be one of our top they, factions until it breaks up. They and did Sammy this totally Zane wrong. But how can you say that? Because, because, they're, they're, because they're, Jay, Jay, Jason, I'm cutting off my donations anyway. to your church right now after listening to this. I'm sorry. Sammy Zane has never been hotter. You, you call an audible and you put what the belt on. Wait, 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 him, let me finish. Though? Let me finish. You call an audible, and you have Sammy win the title, and you let him hang on to it for a little while. You have Roman beat him to get it back, and then you put the title on Cody at some point. Sammy's never been hotter. He'll never be this hot again. Now he's on the downward slope. Now he's cooling off, and like Anthony said, they're going to give him the tag title as a as a consolation prize, and no one will ever see him as a world title contender again. This is it. This was the chance for them to do it. As a world title they're never going to I be mean, able to book him this hot again. There's mm -hmm. no storyline they could come up with now that's going to make him as hot as he is right now. But you had him this hot for a year. No, he didn't. So Last what? year this yes, time, he was going into a match with freaking Johnny Knoxville for crying out loud. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he was at a lo does. probably the lowest point of his career. Although if you ask him about it, he'll be the first one to tell you that was the turning point, that match at WrestleMania. So what I'm saying is if he doesn't have the title and he's still up at the top, what's wrong? That's the point. He's not going to be at the top. He's not going to be but at yeah, the top. Nobody's at the top forever. Now. Nobody's at the top forever. Well, Roman Reigns, no, John Cena, does, Hulk Hogan, does and Does Sami Zayn have to have a title to justify his career? Have yes. The WWE or the Universal title. Yeah. To I don't, his I don't yeah, think to, he gets looked at. off this angle, yeah. I don't think he gets looked at as a top so. guy and the uh, – the main event or without Jason, getting that title. That's is he getting put him paid over the like edge. a top guy? What's up? Because it, it, what, no. getting looked at as a top guy by who? By, by the who? fans. But he doesn't... I mean, he's getting treated he, like a top guy. Okay. He, they're buying his merch like he's a top guy. So no. what's the Cody, problem? Cody's outselling him. They, that, that's been established as fact. Cody's still That's out. fine. There's nothing bad about that. As a matter of fact, that just speaks to Cody... Especially considering that he's been out with injury for such Jason, a long time. That's you've been hitting the commute you've been hitting the communal wine a little too hard. Take it down All a notch. I'm saying is that it's to call that audible this close to WrestleMania 
when the meaningful thing is supposed to happen makes the thing at WrestleMania less meaningful, which means why would people buy it? So maybe Sammy should have been face. Maybe this should have been a schmazz and it should have been Sammy Roman too at WrestleMania. There's nothing that says Cody has to win the belt this WrestleMania. There's no re- there's no reason they have to do it now. They could wait another year. They could wait till SummerSlam. It does not have to be right now. I would say I don't know if they'd wait another year. I think I, I think maybe SummerSlam would be pushing it as far as you could. I mean, the fact is they made a big investment to bring him in and take him to that main event. That's their investment in Cody was to put him in that main event. So if they're able to still make money and still have people up near the top of the card, I don't see the problem. But remember, he was their prime investment. So if that was what they were planning around, I think a reactionary title change would do more harm than good. Because that's well, what I mean, it would here, be. It would be totally here's the other thing you're not, we're not considering is that they may have given Cody a guarantee that he's getting the belt at WrestleMania. So no matter what happened, this is happening the way it's happening. You know what I mean? We may not, you may not get a choice. So, you know, that might've been in his contract or whatever that, you know, so I think he is on record as saying that the only thing he was guaranteed was last year's WrestleMania match. He has said that. Well, that's all he's admitting to. Right, of course. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I I, I don't... Take it or not. I don't think it's ever been proven that anybody who's rumored to have had a title reign in their contract, that it's ever been proven that that's actually been the case. I think that's that's more dirt cheap bullshit, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, And I just... Sammy, like you mentioned Mick Foley. Mick Foley... Mick Foley had his Hell in a Cell moment that put him over the edge to a certain extent, but... The crowd really started getting behind him on a different level when they had the feud with him at The Rock and he had to overcome, you know, uh, controversy after controversy. They eventually put the belt on him and he was established at that point. I think that title for certain people is needed. I'm going to be honest with you. I, to this day, you're going to, Jason, you're going to hate me for saying this. I know it. I don't see Kofi Kingston, for example, as a Hall of Famer. The world title reign at least... Puts him in the discussion, in my opinion. But I don't see him as a Hall of Famer. And I think a lot of people would feel the same way about Sami Zayn. He's always been mid-card up until this storyline now. The Hall of Fame is arbitrary. So that's not a that's not like a terrible thing to say. Because if he's not presented as a darling to the... You know, if he's not presented in that way, yeah, no, you're not going to see him as a Hall of Famer. Also, it was... a pretty eh, eh, title run it's just that he has a title a wwe title i mean probably his ic and tag team title reigns were more impressive than anything he did with the actual heavyweight title except for his outside you know his promotional stuff that's that's all that was but i mean i guess the question is like are they looking, and maybe this is a question I would never be able to answer on my own because I've never wrestled professionally, nor have I wrestled or worked for that company in any capacity. I mean, do they feel that their time in WWE 
is the only thing that justifies their careers. Sami Zayn had a long career before that, just like Kevin Owens had a long career before that. I mean, are, are we saying that, well, okay, you're not Hall of Fame worthy, so this whole thing was a failure? No, it's not. We've gotten, we got a year of the rise of Sami Zayn and he never got he to the over the top. Com- he never got story. to the top. But that's okay. <laughs> no, not everybody not. gets to the top. It's I, not I don't, though. Because I don't like the, this idea that everybody, the minute they get a bit of popularity, has to have that title. Yeah, but you're that missing the point though. Doesn't the, make any sense. the angle was look at the things Sammy gave up, right? To yeah. to get him let, let me finish. To get to the into the bloodline, right? Look at the sacrifices he made. Look at the things he had to do, right? And and look what happened, right? Roman Reigns, he hits Roman with the tie, with the belt, and he gets the crap beat out of him. He's getting the crap beat on week after week. The villain is supposed to get his comeuppance. What is going to be Roman's comeuppance from Sammy? Nothing. So this, it's almost like it's a wasted angle. There, Sammy gets nothing out of this. He doesn't win. The bad guy still walks out with the belt. And you can't. Is, and you can't have Sammy cost the Roman story. the belt at WrestleMania. To help Cody out because that le- cheapens no, that as that well. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. I agree. And they so, shouldn't have any interaction like that. So, so Rob's what got I a mean point. is, sometimes you fail. And maybe the story was the bloodline, and Sammy became a huge part of that story and a huge foil to it. So but you, you, ultimately, it overcame Sammy. So, I mean, it depends which narrative we're talking about here. I think you keep trying to spin this to two of us, and you're not settling either one of us on it, and we're no, not no, selling you. I, I, I mean, look, gonna, Co- you, I you said to yourself, to "Does Cody need to win? Does Cody need to get the comeuppance?" Not the, we're we're only going to get a six week storyline out of that. The Sami Zayn storyline was built up for months, and we got a one off title match. That now it's over. He's not sniffing Roman. Unless they somehow change the storyline and insert him back in, where Roman's got to defend against. Each guy won each night, or they do a triple threat. Sammy's out of it now. So, yay, you're going to get the tag team title from a team that's kind of in their own shambles because one of the guys on the team doesn't buy into Roman's bullshit anymore either. It, it's I cheap. I can't Sammy Zayn have a blood feud with Roman Reigns after WrestleMania. So he's going to ignore... So then he would have to interfere in the match to cross Roman. Are we pretending that there's never been any type of personal feud that had nothing to do with the title at the top of a card before? But then so he's got to cross Roman Cody? the belt then to keep that storyline going. If he's just ignores so the title is, match at WrestleMania, then and then you're going to go back to that. That doesn't make any sense either. What what doesn't make sense to me is the only way I see that happening is if, if Sammy interferes and has Roman lose. Because Roman's beat him. Roman doesn't need to go back to that. There's no reason for Roman to go. Roman loses to Cody. His main concern is to get the title back. Sammy would just be, it would be a waste of time. So I don't see how that that would benefit. If Sammy Zayn successfully breaks up the bloodline by WrestleMania, it will be his fault that Roman Reigns loses the title. Because Roman Reigns, Cody beating him one-on-one is your main event. What's that do with Sammy, though? If Sami Zayn succeeds in breaking up the bloodline, which he's stated on countless occasions now, that is his goal, to destroy the bloodline now, then Roman Reigns has no one to blame but Sami Zayn 
for ruining the good thing that he had going. There is an instant feud waiting to happen. Now, there is the very, very valid question is of will people pay to see them fight more? And that's the gamble. But it's an instant fight. It's an instant feud. Because yeah, it's, the title, it's I don't think I care. Over here. Mm. You know, they, they put out however many hours of television a week. It's not all centered around the title. And it has to be interesting enough that it yeah, doesn't this, need the title. But this feud is centered around the title. Look, it I'll could so... start with I'll... the title. It I'll... could start with the main title holder, but it doesn't have to. Two people can just hate each other. That's okay. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'll... I don't. I don't know. I'll give you a prime example. We had Rock Austin at three WrestleManias. By the time Rock beat Austin, the belt wasn't involved. Nobody gave a shit. Let's be honest. Nobody cared. Nobody cared that The Rock finally got his win at WrestleMania 19. The title matches Nobody were a big cared deal. because The Rock had been a part-time wrestler for multiple years by then, and Stone Cold was on his last legs. Nobody knew that Austin was on his last legs that night, except the people behind the scenes. That's been, that's been public knowledge for years. But The Rock had been a I, look, part-time wrestler. I know WrestleMania 19 is a blur for you because something tragic happened that night that you don't no, want to no, talk no, about. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about The Rock having been a part-time wrestler for many years by that point and it was hey let's do one more just one year one year that hollywood run the hollywood he's disappeared right after wrestlemania 18 ish that's when it really started but he also disappeared let's see that was look i know I think all of us have confirmed that we were at that 2002 SummerSlam where we booed him out of the building because he had just gotten back from filming The Scorpion King. That was the first time. It had been less than a year. And he was gone for a while, right? And that was when he kind of started segueing into Hollywood, yes? I only think that match happened because Austin felt like he had to give Rock his 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 win. win. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that was motivated anything other than that. They often say that that the Rock, you know, Austin said it was time to do the job for the Rock. Right, so. but I, I'm trying to tie it into what Jason said that the belt, but they, the, but the, they didn't the, have like a year long story going before that match. Did well, they? no, they had years they had of history. No, but I mean, going into that specific match, it was kind of like it's kind of you put right. them in the ring together. It's easy to make it happen. That was I but that's what you're saying about this Romy Sa- Roman Sammy thing. You're saying the same well, thing, I'm that it doesn't need the belt. Saying, Nobody's going to care at that point. Rob's no, right. I'm saying we've had an entire year of this story. So there's. it's not like all of a sudden nothing's happened for the last six months, and they'll say, well, why would they be mad at each other in April, in late April? Why would they be mad at each other now? Well, they were just trying to uh, beat the ever-living hell out of each other in February and March. Right. So it's my last a, My last thought on this is Roman Reigns has always been about the title, right? That's like his baby. The way you hurt him is you take his baby, right? If he doesn't have the title and you beat him after, it's kind of like, who cares? You know, because people will say, oh, Sammy got the win back, but you never beat him for the title. It's like it's right. like beating a it's like beating a boxer after like being Mike Tyson after he lost the belt. It doesn't have the same luster. It just doesn't. It never has. This feud was centered around a title that you have to finish it with a title. Anything after that is 
not nearly as important. Sammy gets a win on a Raw or a SmackDown or another pay-per-view, and there's no title on the line. It's To me, it's like, eh, they threw Sammy a bone. They felt bad for him. That's just how I feel. I get it. I get that's how you feel. I don't think anybody feels bad for anybody in this position, though, because they're all <laughs> they're all doing pretty well. All right, let's move on. We got well, some other and, topics and, we want to talk about. And, and going on, going off this, what's next for Roman Reigns whenever he does lose this belt? Do does anybody care? Is the well, bloodline even mean anything? Because I I think he's going to take some time off. If well, nobody cares what Roman Reigns does after he loses the belt, that is the fault of WWE. Is well, I think he's going to take a couple of months off, and then he's going to come back to to challenge for the title again, whoever yeah. the title holder is. And that'll be his thing, and I'm sure he'll get it back at some point. It's just I don't think he'll be with the bloodline anymore. I think it'll be just him. That'll be interesting to see if they can what he becomes after that what that character becomes. I was just because I feel like that this is his peak, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he gets any bigger than he is now. I don't think anything they could come up with once he loses this title and the bloodlines disbanded. I don't think there's anything that's gonna be as close to as big as what he's doing now. You know, it's not yeah. like when Brock first came back after all those years and he was a special attraction so for a while a lot of his matches were like must-see TV. I don't feel like that's going to be the case with Roman. Right. You know, and I think John Cena is now at that point where when he does come back, it usually means something. Again, don't see that happening with Roman. So, but here's the thing, though. You can plug Roman into a few different places. I mean, Seth Rollins, he, you know, they could always re-spark up a feud. Uh, Austin Theory, you know, what that is is kind of getting towards that main event. I mean, there, there are ways you could plug him in. I mean, you, you can't really say because you know what the landscape's going to look like in six months. True too. Right, we don't know who's going to have the titles. Are they going to have two titles? Is it one title? I mean, we don't know what's going on. So he can be plugged in anywhere, and he'll be fine. You know, he'll be a perennial contender. He'll be kind of like Charlotte, except in a good way. Like when he comes on TV, we won't be like ugh, like we are with Charlotte, and they won't hand. I hope they don't hand him the belt every time he comes back, we, like Charlotte. We've already gone through that phase of oh, ugh, it's Roman again. Yeah, We're way past that. Right. Yeah, so while we're still on this topic, I put something on the sheet that I wanted to ask you guys about. I don't know. You know, I watched Raw this week. And, you know, what do we have? WrestleMania is, what, five weeks away? And I'm like, holy shit, we got to go through five more weeks of buildup. Like, I'm already starting to get a little like, uh, what is Cody going to come out and say that he hasn't already said? What is... You know, what is Sammy going to say that hasn't already been said? What is Rome? Like, I'm already kind of, I'm almost over all of it. Like, I really wish WrestleMania was tomorrow so we could just get on with it and find out where we're going to be instead of having to wait five more weeks and these promos and like, you know, every match now is, you know, uh, they all have to point to the sign. I mean, yeah, we all know WrestleMania is coming, guys. Like, you know, and like, I don't really need Bianca Belair to come out every week and point at the sign and then Asuka to point at the sign. Like, yeah, I, I see it. I'm well aware WrestleMania is coming. Um, I, I'm already like, I'm almost over it. Like, I really feel like I, we need to get there already. Because I can tell you what the promos are going to be for the next few weeks and the matches are going to be. So I'm wondering if you guys kind of feel the same way. Like, is it so much buildup that you're you getting a little over? Like, by the time the show gets here, you're going to be like, oh, thank God. Or are you really excited for WrestleMania? 
So Revan's making a face. What do you think? Uh, so I, I around this time of year, I've I started not watching as regularly as I normally would. And it is because there are so many hours of programming on that it does begin to feel like it's in your face too much. However, I, I don't feel like they've done anything wrong, really, in terms of promoting it. They should be promoting it. As um, matter of fact, I feel like I wish some more of the card would already be evident by now, but it doesn't seem to because we're talking about two days worth of WrestleMania and it doesn't seem like there's a whole card fleshed out yet for one day yet. Um, so I haven't quite reached get off my lawn stay status with it. It's, uh, I, but I think it's because I'm purposefully just saying, okay, let me watch a little today. I'll watch a little this week. I'll watch a little this week. Um, but yeah, I, I get how it can feel like a bit much. I don't know if they're there yet though. I'm not there. I'm not there. I think this has been a bit of a different storytelling style. We're not used to getting the full two, two and a half months of buildup leading into a WrestleMania match that we used to get in the 80s and early 90s prior to the monthly pay-per-view format. And I think that's what the change is here. As far as Cody versus Roman, I think they... We're protecting Cody from wrestling too much, trying to make sure he was fully healed, and that's why we were getting some of these promos. Because let's be honest, in previous years, Cody's probably having a match in Elimination Chamber. Um, one of the things I thought was odd about Elimination Chamber is you had the Sammy Roman match. Why wouldn't you have had Cody watching from a skybox and just focus on that? Hey, and this is the guy these two are going to end up having to one of these guys is going to face off at WrestleMania. Um, the, you had the number one contendership for the Raw Women's title being decided. And I don't, look, we know I'm not a fan of her, but where the fuck was Bianca Belair? Nowhere to be seen. You know, even if you showed her watching it at Gorilla backstage, you didn't have her out in the arena, commentaries, or sitting, you know, first row, you know, you show her backstage watching. It's still something. All we got was, oh, yeah, Asuka's going to face Bianca Belair, who apparently didn't think this was important enough to be here in person. So I think I think that's where they kind of screwed up. So I, th I think they're trying to figure out how to do the everything as a slow burn and not rush everything like they've done in years past. And I think it more – and this was similar to Triple H's booking style in NXT. Stuff didn't necessarily have to happen every single week. And, it, and if it did, it was slowly burnt over a longer – period of time because they didn't have to get to a monthly goal every every pay-per-view you know there's a lot of guys we're seeing and gals for that matter that are not featured on every pay-per-view anymore and some of them are upper mud cards and main event main events i mean look we had gunther defending the intercontinental title the night before i mean granted it was madcap fucking more so i fine i think that was a slap in the face of gunther personally but why didn't you have gunther defending the title at Elimination Chamber. Why didn't you have Rey Mysterio carrying cross there instead of on this week's SmackDown? You know what I'm saying? So they, they're trying to keep the TV compelling enough and spread things out. They are doing stuff on normal TV that 
let's be honest, in the Vince era, would have been crammed into that pay-per-view. That pay-per-view this past Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me, when about three and a half hours, if I recall, that was only five matches. So they had plenty of time to let it breed and to throw in every freaking e- ad under the sun on the peacock. <laughs> Which the only plus to that is at least I, there's plenty of bathroom breaks, so you can still watch the action if you want to. But uh, So I'm no, I'm not burned out yet. If anything, I don't feel like they've done enough to thus far to really get people excited about WrestleMania. I think it's been very I guess slow. my problem is a lot of the matches we already knew. The problem is you're an old man and you're impatient and your time's running out on this earth, so you want everything to go on fast forward so you don't miss anything. Wow. Okay. At this time, I think it's important to um, express the fact that I do offer last rights at a discount. (laughs) (laughs) At a discount? At a discount. Friends and family. Um, He doesn't want to rape the dead. Considering No no necrophilia on this show. Considering I sold my soul a long time ago, I'm really I already know where I'm going, so uh, there's no need for last rights. Uh, for you, the, free. The ground will just open up and swallow me whole as I expect it. His ego's too big to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness? He's done What's nothing that? wrong in his life. Forgiveness? What does that mean? I don't understand what you're saying right now. It's the only reason right, why you're probably still on. married, because your wife has given you plenty of forgiveness over the years. I don't understand what you're saying right now. This for forget for how do you spell that forgiveness for forgiveness? No, not the that? number. All right, moving on. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. Moving on, as you said. <laughs> well, my screen went blank for a minute. So, <laughs> um, see, folks, okay. his laptop is dying before he does, at least. <laughs> Okay, um, so Rob, I believe this was also your topic. Vince back with creative. Yeah, I read a rumor online. I think we all read a rumor online that Vince may be back with creative. And uh, as Anthony said earlier, the Brock Lesnar uh, almost match could be a, a a leading factor. That that's definitely something Vince type match. Um, I'm just wondering, you know. I wonder where this rumor is coming from, and I'm wondering what are we gonna do about it? <laughs> we have to stop him. <laughs> are we are we storming Stanford? You know, I, I'm Satan himself, and I'm afraid of Vince McMahon. So fair, that is reasonable. I don't know. I don't. So do we think it's true? What do we think? I no. I don't think it's true personally. I I, I really don't. I I can't allow myself to believe it for, for one thing i don't think that Sami Zayn roman reigns match would have been booked the way it was if vince was still in charge there wouldn't have been all no. those run-ins and all that storyline build up and all that false finishes in there he probably would have just had roman beat him straight out without interference yep. i'm wondering yep. if this whole sammy thing would would have even taken off with vince in charge if he if it would have started oh. up and and Sammy would have started to get some traction, would Vince would have cut it off at the knees, or would Vince would Vince would have run with it? He's known for doing that. He's because Sammy for doing is that. not his type of wrestler. No, not at all. He you did know, have a Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens has got several pushes. He he did have an interview. Um, I think what we were talking. I referenced it last week to his interview with uh, Ariel Hawani. 
and he said something. He basically said, well, I'll put it this way. With Vince, I wasn't, I was barely on TV and nowhere near the main event. Or actually, I think he said before Hunter, I was barely on TV and nowhere near the main event. With Hunter, I've been in the main event for nine months. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, Vince McMahon, we've seen him put just very unceremonious kiboshes on people's pushes. I, I don't even think that match would have happened on Saturday. But then, you know, I, I can point to the Boogs push lately as a Vince creation. So that's fair too. Vince will, that's a Vince type thing all way. So maybe I, maybe he's getting segments that he can produce. Maybe. I don't know. Usually they list the producers and stuff. So maybe he's not doing anything on the show on the premium events. Maybe he's doing stuff on TV. And they don't list those producers ever. So I don't know. If if Boogs ends up any with anyone above uh, Miz, we'll know. We'll know something's going on. I'll give you one prime reason why I don't believe that rumor, and it's the fact that our reigning Intercontinental Champion is still Gunther. Vince would not allow that would probably be one of the first thing vince would do if he was back in creative is get that belt off him because he didn't get it bray wyatt probably doesn't appear on smackdown or ever again because vince didn't get it i don't think vince is back i think this is one person that's having sour grapes about his booking under triple h and he went running to some idiot dirt sheet writer who was dumb enough to post it and then and i saw the tweet then spent half his time arguing about why he posted it, even though he later came back and said the story was not verified. And tried to say he was just doing his job and this is his role and people shouldn't hate him for it. And it's like, bro, you're claiming to be a journalist and you basically came back and rebuttaled yourself. My so friend, you, are we naming names? Sean Ross, Sean Ross Sapp. He does, from name Fly names, Fly. damn it. Hell yeah. I'll name his name because he's not going to listen to this show. I don't give a shit. Hey, you never know. Road Dog, Road Dog was paying attention when he got his mention. That was on a tweet. Throw one out there. That was on a tweet. I'm not. I'm not interested in tagging Sean Roche Sap. I, I never expected Road Dog to comment, and you saw he made us one comment and moved on. So, but no, I mean, yes, Fightful has come true on a handful of storylines years ago. Most of the time, it's been total bullshit. They're in the same category as Dave Meltzer at this point. And surprisingly, I think Melsers actually came out and said that there's no way Vince is back. Surprisingly. All right. Well, are we ready for our watch along? Yes. Yeah. So, Rob. I wanted to tell us what we're watching. Um, well, you, you guys actually came up with this match, so I think you should. All right. I'm the host, damn it, and well, you will listen to me. Um, the conversation we were have during the course of the week is, uh, you know, with WrestleMania coming, maybe we should kind of come up with a match to watch. And I suggested that we watch kind of like a, maybe like a, 
an unknown classic or like a, a match that people didn't think was necessarily going to be good and turned out to be really good. And coincidentally, we found a Cody match. So we have for our watch along, we're going to be doing uh, WrestleMania 17, Cody Rhodes versus 27. 27. Sorry, 27. You're right. I should have seen that. 27. Cody Rhodes versus Rey Mysterio. So for you people watching along at home, uh, we are starting off on 4040. All right. So a little background about this match. And we will try to summarize this as quickly as possible. Well, I think I remember this. It's a pretty straightforward one. Okay, yeah. Basically, Rey Mysterio was having a match with Cody. Broke Dashing his nose. Cody. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Broke his nose with the 619 on January 21st. Smackdown. Rhodes ended up getting facial reconstruction surgery and accused Mysterio of forcing him to miss not only the Royal Rumble match, but the Elimination Chamber match for the World Heavyweight Championship and ruining his dashing gimmick. So on the March 4th edition of SmackDown, Cody's father, Dusty Rhodes, came out to talk to Mysterio and asked Cody to apologize for his ac accusation. But it turned out to be a setup to allow Cody to attack and unmask Rey Mysterio. The next week, Rhodes challenged Mysterio to a match at WrestleMania, which was accepted. And the week after that, Rhodes attacked Mysterio again during Mysterio's match against Drew McIntyre. However, Mysterio retaliated the following week, attacking Rhodes until Rhodes escaped the ring. So that's our background, uh, and we are just about ready to go. Folks, we are at 4040. We have Michael Cole holding up the Slammy Award because he's just finished one of his tirades directed at Jerry Lawler because they were having a match later on in the show. Don't worry, folks, unless we're going to do our worst matches of all time watch along. We will probably mm. never cover that match. And instead, it's the formerly dashing Cody Rhodes facing Rey Mysterio. So I'm going to say 3, 2, 1 and play. When I say play, you hit play, all right? Are we ready, gentlemen? All right, 3, 2, 1 play <laughs> Michael Cole I, I forgot about the evil Michael Cole gimmick we're all trying to forget it <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick <laughs> I I really I remember really enjoying how kind of cartoonishly crazy Cody Rhodes got with this gimmick with the mask and everything. He almost looks like the anti green arrow with that outfit he's wearing. It kinda does, yeah. Which fits into his later feud with Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. Did it was ever confirmed that he really did break his nose? Well, I think he did. Okay. Such a great he was going around forcing people to wear paper bags over their heads. <laughs> Oh, 
Well, thanks to whoever wrote that wiki write-up that I just referenced, because they definitely didn't mention this part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he really does. He looks like the Avril. Rob's speechless by how amazing that entrance was. <laughs> he looks like he was in uh, I Know What You Did last summer. Mm-hmm. Which apparently they're going to reboot that horror series next. Uh, Ray coming through with his Marvel tributes, his comic book tributes. It wasn't that... 25 against JBL. He came out dressed like a Heath Ledger Joker. Yes. And I think... Now, now Johnny Gargano's going to end up taking that mantra if he continues what he was doing in NXT for a while. Mm-hmm. I was reading that this WrestleMania, like, buy rate was 30% higher than the previous year, and I'm like, Why? The power of the rock is a special guest host and nothing more. Do you think people just thought, oh no, he has to be involved physically. I don't know. He has to be in a match. They'll they'll probably put him in a match and that's why they bought it. I don't know. This entire show pissed me off because of the fact that I felt like this entire show was basically just a setup for the next year's WrestleMania. And you would be correct. It's had some really good costumes over the years. So. Mm. I think he did the Daredevil one against Matt Hardy a few years prior to this. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that one. I like how the guy who suggested this match has said next to nothing so far. You awake there? No, I'm fine. I have nothing to say. That's the first. He doesn't do that Hurricanrana too much anymore, does he? Uh, I think that's the years creeping up on him. Yeah, or the West Coast pop. Yeah, I'm kind of glad he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Cody pre-awful tattoo. Mm-hmm. Just say, like, he looks kind of in that match, he looks kind of how he looks now, which is understandable because he's been in it for you know 30 years, right? You know, the funny thing was, you know, uh, that I found about this whole feud 
was Dusty actually acted heelish. And everybody overlooked that. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit that he did what he did. You know, I feel didn't he do that a couple of other times too? And it was always for Cody. That's who he would go heel for. I don't I only remember this specific instance, but I'm not I'm not discounting what you're saying. It might have happened and I just don't remember. Dusty was NWO for a little while. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. Because, you know, any hot act Dusty had to be a part of. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, he just kicked Ray in in that punch. That's it. I guess that's how he got his abs back. Oh, look. Look, see, they're back. Is that a movie, how Ray got his abs back? (laughs) Streaming now on Peacock. (laughs) Like how he used that Alabama slam from, uh, what what, wasn't his like debut with Hardcore Holly? (laughs) Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, they were tag team champions for a while. That's right. Yeah, and uh, and then they kind of ended it by having Ted DiBiase was going to be the challenger with the mystery opponent or partner, which turned out to be Cody, who basically just cost his own partner, his own partner in Hardcore Holly the belt. It was Legacy, right? That's how Legacy started. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It must have been a pain in the ass to wrestle with that fucking mask on. No, I'm talking about Cody. Just to clarify. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how it didn't get fogged up all the time. Mm. That's a good point. You know, I know there are sprays that can be used to keep them from fogging, but I, from all accounts, they never work. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I used to hate about wearing my mask is my I couldn't wear my glasses and my mask at the same time. Yeah, I actually I bought this shit off Amazon that claimed it was gonna prevent my glasses from fogging up. I be- I think I only used it once. It like would barely work for like five ten minutes and then it would start up again. And then the guy I think he was he must have pumped all his money into it and actually begged me to send a review because he was he had a family and he had kids and the business was about to belly up and I was just like. The product sucks. I'm not, it's like if the product sucks, you should be thanking me for not even writing a review. <laughs> Here's your review. You suck. Why <laughs> <laughs> for your family is reading this? I you should have wrote. Here's your review. This stuff tastes terrible. <laughs> <laughs> This really isn't an accomplishment. Ray Mysterio weighs like 20 pounds. <laughs> oh, I must be ahead of you. This, that move's already over and he's covering him. Actually, with all the hot air that Michael Coley was spewing here, I'm surprised his, uh, what did he call that? The coal mine? I'm surprised that didn't fog up. Oh, I guess it had the open roof. So yeah. was this still the the mystery general general manager at this time? Um, um maybe. I, 
Well, I can't remember if it had been revealed yet. Damn. That is a hell of a leap. Oh, I think I answered the fogging up question. Oh, okay. The eyes were opened. They're not covered. So even if it did fog, you wouldn't notice. Mysterio is a face his entire time in WWE, yeah? I don't think he's ever been a heel. Yeah, that's true. He's like in that Ricky Steamboat category. No. Unless he did unless he was heel in Triple H or Triple A. Did they try to heal up did they try to turn him heel in WCW? I can't remember. Because wasn't that filthy animals gimmick supposed to be healed, but it just didn't work? I don't know if they were supposed to be heels. I, let's see, I'm not sure either. GI Bro is in that, so I guess it couldn't be healed. GI Bro. I just think it's amazing that by the time Mysterio was in WWE, I mean, he should have been on the kind of that decline in his career just for how long he'd been wrestling. Mm. And he was still operating at that ridiculous level. True. Old school booking. Work the injury. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I think this was during that era where I would go to a sports bar to watch pay-per-views rather than pay full price and watch them at home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, yeah, I, I used to do that. And I, yeah, and I probably ended up spending more money doing that, <laughs> ordering it at home. At this point, Cody's mask has fallen off, and here comes a 619. Ouch. So, maybe one of you guys can educate me. The slap kicks. Who's actually doing the slapping and where? I think it's a thigh slap, no? I always oh, miss yeah. it. I always miss it. I'm always looking for it when I hear it, and I never notice it. Did you just do a flying head? <laughs> With the mask. Oh, that's great. I guess Rey Mysterio was heel for about two minutes sure. of this match. Yeah. That's a very heelish move. Ooh. I was going to say his foot was under the rope the whole time. Yeah, the referee notices it now. Yeah. Fans behind Cody. Interesting. Yeah, that, uh, that Beth Phoenix one was really bad this weekend. Hmm. She was, was so it? late. Uh, well, it, it was a three count. It was the referee counted one, two, and then just stopped counting, and then Beth jumped in like, yeah, right after. Yeah, that, that so, was and it that like was the really red, bad. and the camera was like directly on them, so like you can't couldn't miss. The referee just stopped counting. That was and nice. earlier in the match, her and her and Rhea were doing something, and uh, Beth kind of like ran to the ropes and then like stopped. Like she, she almost forgot what she was supposed to do. Hmm. Hmm. That's, um, really, that's why I'm really a fan of uh, warm-up matches before a pay-per-view, especially when you haven't been wrestling on TV in that long. By the way, Cody well, she wasn't a real. She wasn't a great wrestler to begin with, so yeah, but she would have had her timing at least. Mm. Easy and. <laughs> Jason, you probably don't know what they did as as their finisher. Oh, I saw. You saw it? Yes, I saw. Shutter machine. For those who didn't see it, they did the big rig. Well, they, they went by the WWE name, though. Yeah. The Shutter machine. Did the move complain about it using its other name? What? Uh, no, I On that did note, did the move complain about its the music? Its other name. I. Uh, uh, forget. Okay. It. <laughs> On that note, it didn't need to be repeated. And yet. All right. Well, well if you, you guys you are still listening it, so after sure. that lousy joke or attempt at one, uh, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. Sports Frenzy Podcasts on on instagram sports frenzy pod on twitter and sports frenzy podcast on facebook 
We thank you guys for listening, and we will be back next week. In the words of El Oso, peace.